0: Welcome to The Leader's Edge with hosts Steve Steele and Ernalita Kumos. Lean in and learn the tangible tools that can help you achieve your personal leadership growth goals. Now, here are Steve and Ernie. Hey, everyone.
1: Welcome to The Leader's Edge, your path to personal and leadership growth. I'm Steve Steele with my co-host Ernie Kumos. And if you're an entrepreneur, a new emerging leader, or even a seasoned leader, and you're seeking to dive into personal growth to improve your mindset or learn more about leadership skills, this show is for you. But first of all, I wanna thank all of our listeners for being here and tuning in with us each and every week. We're so, so grateful to have you. This would not be possible without you. All right, where's Ernie? There she is. Ernie, how are you today?
2: Hi, partner. Hello, everyone. This is your co-host, Ernio de Kumos. And I am, as always, excited on our radio show today. But before we get started, partner, do we want to announce announce what's coming up next Tuesday night? Yep.
1: This next Tuesday night, get ready. Get ready to unlock your leadership potential and take your career to new heights with our upcoming leadership event, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, Masterclass, Mastermind.
2: That is right. That is going to be a five-week journey exploring John C. Maxwell's Timeless Masterpiece. And guess what? My partner, Steve, myself, and our incredible friend, Carolina Suniga, will be your hosts.
1: And together, we'll dive into four amazing laws from the 21 laws, providing you with practical insights, real-world examples, and actionable strategies.
2: So mark your calendars for the event starting next Tuesday, March 5th, and every Tuesday night thereafter at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern is going to be engaging, interactive, and empowering.
1: And whether you are a seasoned executive, an aspiring manager, or simply looking to enhance your leadership abilities, this Masterclass Mastermind is tailor-made just for you.
2: Yes, and contact us if you would like to join at pathtoleadersedge@gmail.com at gmail.com for this five-week amazing event.
1: And by the end of this journey, you'll emerge as a more confident, influential, and dynamic visionary leader.
2: So don't miss out on this life-changing experience. Enroll now and join us on Tuesday, March 5th, for a transformative journey.
1: And together, let's take your leadership skills to unprecedented heights. Join the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership Masterclass Mastermind today. All right, Ernie, let's get back to the show.
2: Yes, tell let's us a do little, it.
1: Let's tell us a little bit about our guest today.
2: I would be more than happy to do so. But first, I would like to encourage our live listeners to call us at 866 472 5790 as we interview our guest today to ask any questions that might come up. That number again is 866 472 5790. Our guest today is, (laughs) dun-dun-dun, Mr. Yannick Hicks. As a President Advisory Council member of the Maxwell Leadership Team, Yannick is certified to speak in the areas of leadership development, success, and personal growth. Yannick teaches from his life, profes- from his professional life, sharing stories about his time as a pharmacist with Walgreens, where he led, inspired, and engaged his team and patients to improve their overall health outcomes. He is also very active in coaching youth sports, playing soccer, hiking, watching movies, and spending quality time with family and friends. Please join me in welcoming the amazing Yannick Hicks to the green room. Hey
0: Yannick,
3: so good to see you brother. Glad How are you? To here. <laughs> yeah. Glad to be here. I'm doing better than good. How are you? <laughs> oh, We're doing wonderful. It is so
1: yes. so good to have you here. So so good. So we're just going to dive in, Annick, and just start. And we want you to tell us, share us with a little bit about our story. But when we had our discovery call with you earlier this 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 month, it really all started with your dad when you were telling us your story. The foundations all of everything that happened really started with your dad. Can you kind of lead us into that and lead us into your story a little bit?
3: Yeah, so um, my story started uh, basically my foundation. I was actually I know I we didn't I didn't I didn't mention it, but I know you're in Texas. I was actually born in Texas, in Dallas, mm-hmm. Texas, and then when I was about two and a half years old, uh, parents sent me back to Cameroon with my sister. So my foundation is with my grandfather right so i grew up with my grandfather on my mom's side and my grandfather really laid the foundation so he began to teach me values uh when i was a little boy by the time i was six years of age he began to wake me up at four o'clock in the morning to read so guess what time i woke up this morning at four Four o'clock
0: okay
3: so he laid that foundation and you know, So reading became part of my life. And uh, at five o'clock, I had to fall into church as Catholic. So faith is the first thing and the foundation of everything that I do. Of course, it also taught me the importance of excellence, especially when it came to education. So I had to do extremely well in school. I was always, uh, I did you know, extremely well in school. I was the third in my class. That's really amazing from where I'm from. We only had three students, right? Anyway, so um, so I grew up in the leader's home, and that's why that's how the foundation of leadership began to take root and and birth. Uh, in in Cameroon, so so it wasn't
1: your dad; it was your granddad, my grandfather. Um, Yeah, your grandfather. So you moved from Dallas, Texas, to Cameroon. And there you got in contact with your grandfather. And that's where actually his leadership was implanted oh. in you, right?
3: Absolutely. So wow. everything I do, I have a picture of my grandfather. My inspiration is my grandfather. I, uh, he's my love. He's my life. He's my passion. I, I want to make him proud because of the foundation that he set for me so powerful you know Stephen Kobe said you give a child a fish you feed him for a day you teach him how to fish you feed him for a lifetime mm-hmm. the greatest gift my grandfather gave me was to teach me how to fish no amount of money or anything will mean a whole lot for the values and the principles that he taught me that guides me even though he's left uh, seven times
2: Wow. That's amazing, Yannick. And obviously there has to be a time when you come back to the United States, right? How old were you then? And was there any difference at all when you moved back?
3: Yeah. So I was 16. I was a teenager when I came to the US, uh, you know, back here in Georgia where I live. And so I, um, when I came now, I was living with my mom and my dad and my mom began to talk to me about pursuing the career of pharmacy, right? And so Started taking classes sophomore year, high school. But things were very difficult. I received my own share of the culture shock, right? Kids would make fun of me because of my accent. I had low self-esteem, low self-confidence. I found it hard to have that sense of belonging. And and so high school, it was very tough, you know, adjusting to the new environment. And so I was looking for a way to fit in. And so the best way for me to feel like I, I, uh, you know, fit in was uh, started, you know, um, you know, following the wrong crowd. That's when I started following my friends, got introduced to the clubbing scene. I think I was 18, started going to the club, started drinking, started smoking. And I felt like now I had a sense of belonging. Right. I felt like, hey, now I was cool. You know how those things are when you're a teenager. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, 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 life came to a standstill. Absolutely. What happened, Yannick?
3: Yep, great question. So, um, uh, life came to a standstill. When I was supposed to graduate with my bachelor's in microbiology from University of Georgia, I failed one of my classes. And that same summer, my friends came over and were pre-gaming like we normally do to go to a house party. And so we hop into a car, speeding down the road. And we got pulled over by the police. And guess who happened to be the driver? I was. Mm-hmm. So I went to jail for driving under the influence of alcohol. And that's when I took a hit. And I knew that my behaviors were definitely leading me down the wrong path. And I and I remember thinking to myself, you know, my grandfather wouldn't be proud of what I am becoming with the kind of lifestyle. And I wouldn't get into pharmacy school, you know, with you know, DUI and all those things in my record. So I knew I needed to change, but I didn't know how. Mm. And here, here is what, what changed for me. You know, I got a phone call from one of my friends named Francis. As a matter of fact, he was the one that introduced me to the party, smoking, drinking, mm. women, and all the stuff. And we're having a conversation. He said, hey, Yannick, have you heard of Joel Austin?" I said, no. He said, hey, I recommend you download this ad, his app and listen to one of his recording. And I listened to, Dan, I was living in Northern California, right? And so I listened to one of his recording from Joel Osteen for 30 minutes. And that was the day that turned my life around. Okay, so know. wait, hold yeah. on just a second. So I'm, I, let's
1: back up just a little bit. So this okay. guy that got you involved with all the stuff that really wasn't good for you is the same guy that turned you on to a,
3: App to Joel Osteen, right? Which is two different worlds apart. I'm, I'm right. Absolutely. And 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 here's the, he's the one that introduced because you know he was my best friend at the time. He's not my best friend. We were talking, he's not my best friend now, but he was my best friend at the time. And so you know, you you follow your friends. But he was the one that introduced me to Joel Osteen. But here's the thing, and that's why as they're going through this, you're going to get into, uh, you know, Ernie and. Your mastermind group is really going to, what is going to help you is going to be taking action on what you guys learn. Because here's the thing. My friend, my friend that introduced me to Joel Osteen, that turned my life around. The last time I checked, he's had about two or three felonies. He's going to chill. He's, he's just, you know, he's still trapped by life. His life is still miserable. He hasn't changed. I tried to help him out several times. It, it didn't happen. How come he introduced me and I changed and he didn't change? Mm. that's a great mystery okay so yeah so tell us why (laughs) he didn't change but you did Yannick. i changed because i took action (laughs) and and that's when you got into the mastermind group uh with ernie and steve you know what's going to happen there is the act you know accountability that's why i always have that action step when i'm doing coaching or anything because you know it's not all about learning my my friend he knows the, the stuff but he didn't take action I, I I took it, I, I I changed because I took action. But here's another thing I discovered. The reason why I was able to change very quickly was because of my foundation. You see what I mean? I, have, I had drifted, but I my foundation had already been set. So it, when I introduced to personal growth and leadership, those were already kind of part of me. So it just took me back immediately and I was able to change. While my friend, He didn't really have a strong foundation. He grew up in a home, what we call laissez-faire. There wasn't much discipline. And so he, at an early age, he was going out, doing things and, and, and stuff, hanging around. And so he didn't have something to fall back on. I had something that to be able to fall back on the foundation, which my grandfather uh, implanted in me. So Mm -hmm. it was easy for me to change because that was my foundation. I had just kind of drifted because of my influence, but, that's why foundation is rock solid. Once I got introduced, it was like, oh, this is really where I need to be. So it was easy for yeah. me to change and stuff.
2: And it just resonated with you, which is why we brought the foundation piece at the, vig- at the very beginning of the radio show. And it, it definitely resonate. It's the same thing. We actually, it, we had another guest at the time and it's the same thing, foundation, but we didn't see it as a foundation at that moment. So you right. bringing that up, just like a light bulb yeah. moment for me. Yeah. So fast forward now you, you know you went to jail. I would love to dive into that and say, well, what did you go through in there? But let's go ahead and fast forward. Well, you, you know part of the adversity that you faced going to jail is basically getting a new career and you dove into pharmacy. Uh, can you share that journey with us, please?
3: Yeah. So because of of getting into personal and leadership growth and development and on a daily basis, listening to Joel Austin and some of the thought leaders, I I, I was taking action every day. And so um, I in in this in a short period of time, I began to change things around me, you know, change my circle of friends and and I, I changed my circle of friends. I slowly began to, you know, reduce my drinking habits and going to the club, and I now I had the hope and the belief, hey, I can get into pharmacy school. I I need to follow this because I already kind of given up the idea of pharmacy school that particular year, taking classes in community college, but because I got into personal growth, I I I knew that hey, there's there's a possibility. I had a lot of hope. I listen to Joe Austin, I get excited, and so I got called by one pharmacy school and even though they had me on the waiting list listening to Joel Osteen I got so excited every other week I called the admissions lady and next thing you know in about two months of personal growth I got into uh you know pharmacy school in West Virginia
2: okay wait hold on hold on I I want (laughs) to play with this though
3: yeah
2: before you got on that pharmacy school how many Mm -hmm. schools did you have to apply for Oh
3: yeah, I applied to, oh, <laughs> I applied yeah. to about yeah about fourteen pharmacy Wow. and I got about thirteen rejection letters. So I mean, I, I was so I I was so rejected. this you know it's it became second nature. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, wow. So, so let me
3: I mean this I just want to share this real quick. We
1: only have a a, a couple more minutes here, but something that really prompted me here. And Yannick, you can you know. You said you, you, the way you had a good foundation, but there are people out there that don't have that foundation in life. And so what I'm hearing from you is this. If you don't have that type of foundation, then you need to take massive action. And sometimes those massive action steps are listening to a podcast or listening to a, a reading a book or getting in a mastermind. Just taking that. map. People who are stuck. Taking those few, that few uh, steps, maybe even they're small steps, but you begin to take smaller steps, which turns into
3: massive action. Am I hearing that correctly? Absolutely. You see, uh, in, in Maxwell leadership, where values-based, people-centric, servant leadership. See, the key is values, and that's mm-hmm. why. Hey, if you get into the the twenty-one football laws of leadership mastermind that they ha- uh, that Steve and them have, it, you know, it talks about you know those are values. That you be able to go, you know, be able to go through to build and then take action on those values. Getting into a growth environment like what they're gonna create, right? Getting into a growth environment of positive nourishing and uplifting people. So you know, getting in those kind of environment because if you want to build that foundation, get into a growth environment. Get into people mm-hmm. who are yes. readers yes. or learners and stuff, and 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 begin to so. Getting into, you know, like the mastermind or the master class, uh listening to podcasts, reading books, getting into that environment, you begin to conform to those mm-hmm. kind of but yeah. Beautiful.
2: I'll say yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That is definitely powerful. It's Mm -hmm. time for a breather. Yannick shared his foundation with us and how adversity started in his life. When we return, he will share more adversity in his life and all the opportunities that came along with it. Don't forget, if you have any burning questions for Yannick, feel free to give us a call at 866-472-5790. We will be taking a short break and be back before you know it.
4: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Do you want to grow a team of transformational leaders who can take your organization to the next level? Do you want to attract, retain, and develop top talent? Do you want to leverage generational insights and improve your employees' communication, interpersonal, and productivity skills? If your answer is yes to any or all of these, you are in the right place. Steve Steele and de Kumos, hosts of The Leader's Edge, are seasoned coaches and facilitators. With Maxwell Leadership Team, they will leverage leadership content, tools, and resources to help turn your leaders into transformational leaders with influence and impact so everyone wins. This highly effective program not only provides the knowledge and skills necessary to lead, coach, and communicate more effectively, but Steve and Ernie have resources available to impact others throughout your organization so that everyone can be led well. So contact us at pathtoleadersedge@gmail.com at gmail.com and let Steve and Ernie help grow your organization by creating an influence in which others want to engage.
5: Ready to unlock your potential and level up your leadership skills? Tune in to The Leader's Edge, the ultimate radio show that will transform your life. Join charismatic co-hosts, Steve Steele and de Kumos on a journey of personal growth and inspiration. Hi everyone, I'm Steve Steele. We will provide you with the tools and strategies to
1: thrive as a leader in all aspects of your life.
2: And this is Ernie. Whether you're a seasoned executive, aspiring entrepreneur, or simply looking to enhance your leadership skills,
5: The Leader's Edge is the show for you. Catch it every Thursday at 11 a.m. PST on the Global Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to elevate your leadership game and experience unparalleled personal growth.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business
0: Network. You're listening to The Leader's Edge with Ernalita and Steve. Have a question for these noted experts? Join us on the show at one 866 That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to the show.
1: Hey everyone, we're back to the Leader's Edge. This is Steve Steele alongside with my co-host de Dukumos and our Maxwell Leadership guest, Yannick Hicks. Oh, Yannick, that last segment was really great. I really enjoyed that, talking uh, so much about, uh, you know, Foundations in your life, and people that don't have foundations, and what they can do, and the tools that you use to to help yourself, tell yourself into a, to another level, you know, and the environments and you, that that we place ourselves in helps us get there as well. So, Yannick, you talked about Joel Olstein a little bit and how that got you really excited about life and improving. So I want to I go there because there's another person that's really highly involved in your life that you listen to a lot, that you got a lot of things, uh, you know, a lot of things that you learned, a lot of things that helped you improve. Can you tell us a little bit about those?
3: Yeah, so Joel Osteen was one of the uh Major influence in helping me get into pharmacy school because you know, listening to him on a daily basis. That's why you have to listen to recording and, and stuff on a continual basis. And then when I got into pharmacy school, my very first semester, I remember driving with my friends and pharmacy went to a went to a, a bar or lounge. And after coming back, I had some drink, and I remember I was driving. I said to myself, "What if I get pulled over again?" I, you know, DUI costs us thousands of dollars and heartache, and almost not getting into pharmacy school, my mm-hmm. dream. And I was like, "Man, if I get caught, I'm I'm done." And I knew how tough it had been for me to get into pharmacy, T- tens of thousands of dollars my mom has spent going to all these DUI classes and Aqua Anonymous, I mean, the whole deal. And then as I was thinking about that, uh, you know, I was listening to now Les Brown. <laughs> Les and Brown. I heard a recording, Les Brown says you might be through with your past, but your past is not through with you. Ooh. Once
0: what I heard that, that statement, that's when yes. I made the
3: decision in August, 2013. That I'm not going to drink any more alcohol. I quit that day. I've never looked back, wow. and I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want my future. I didn't want regrets, right? I didn't want regrets, mm-hmm. and so that's when I quit drinking alcohol. I, and I made some major changes after doing that. That same, you know, I think that same month or the next month, my roommate uh, knew I was in personal growth and development, and that he introduced me to John C. Maxwell. Wow. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> who's that?
2: Who's that? <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. So now I was a game changer because, you know, what John Maxwell did was he took me from me to we. All I heard mm-hmm. was leadership is all about others because I was growing personally. You know, listening to Les Brown and draw Austin, but it was focused on me. Now leadership is all about how can I now begin to help other people, that leader's edge, mm-hmm. right? that leader's mindset, right? And so mm-hmm. I got excited about leadership. And that's when my first book, 21 Immutable Laws of Leadership, which you're going to go Ooh. through in the master class yes. and stuff like that. Trust, trust me, it changed my life. That was, one of, that was my first leadership book and recording and stuff. And it was transformational for me. And I got excited about leadership.
1: Ernie, what an amazing testimonial coming from Yannick Hicks about our mastermind coming up. That's amazing. Right. right. I
2: I, I, I definitely love how you're, 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 you know, advising the listeners of what to expect for that, for that masterclass mastermind. But but I also wanted to emphasize the growth journey that you have experienced. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, sometimes we have this thought that, well, you know, they can do that. Or it's not for me. They, It's them. It's for them. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you started within yourself. You developed that foundation within you. And just like, mm-hmm. yes, you had foundation at the very young age, but that foundation can be lost in the process of life. Mm-hmm. But that was something that you were able to gain back and enhance within you now that you have worked on yourself. But you know, by by diving into personal growth, listening to Joel Osteen, uh, listening to Les Brown, and then John C. Maxwell, you now are able to pour onto others, to add value onto others. So John Maxwell said you cannot give what you don't have. So what you started is with you, right? With us. We started with us, and then you can give to, to other people. That leads me to the question that I have. <laughs> so you were asked to run for president elect in your journey. Can you like, can you tell us how yeah. that journey looked like?
3: Yeah. And- like, like I said, why, when I'm listening to personal growth, I'm looking at how I need to act, what action I need to take. How do I need to change? Because, you know, the essence of personal growth or this thing is not just for learning. It's for action. Right. And so, I'm talking about 21 laws. I was listening to it in my car. I'm, I'm talking about over and over again how to influence and influence people. I would look for ways to apply the principles when I go to pharmacy school. And so, because of applying the principles, I became the, the most influential person on Campbell's. Like I would, I would talk to anybody, I was always excited. I was positive. I mean I wanted to charge water out of the pistol, you know what I mean? <laughs> Your higher life. <laughs> I was always fired up, getting fired up. And and so my in just listening to 21 Laws of Leadership, how do we friends in just a short period of time, uh, an opportunity came and I, and I wanted to run for a different position. And they said, why don't you run for president-elect of our chapter, American Pharmacists Association. It's like, wow. So they see the leadership in me, the ability. That was my first. And I, of course, I ran for it and I became the president-elect for one year, then the president for one year. Then I began to lead the organization. And that was my first ever leadership role position. And it was during those time of listening to John Maxwell and Les Brown that I realized in pharmacy school that my Vision was becoming more of a thought leader, motivational speaker than being a pharmacist. And Mm. so I began to see myself more in that light. And so now I aspire to be like John Maxwell. I aspire to be more like Les Brown rather than being a drug dealer. I no, just can yeah, wow <laughs> Wow.
1: But you know what, Yannick? The thing about it is, it's is so interesting to me. Is oftentimes people think, yeah, yeah, I, I want to learn that. I want to do those things, but it's going to take me forever. Uh, it's going to take me a long, long time to get there. But Yannick, you're telling me that you just applied those things. And in a very short time, things started to happen. You began to get influence, right? Yeah. And that influence halted you into running for this president elect situation. What happened? Tell us about that.
3: Yeah. By the way, it's like Jim says, it's only a small journey to a new direction. It's only a small journey. You see, all you need to do is just make a little change. Yes, right. And is. I'm telling you, you make a significant impact. You're not, you're not advising you to be perfect. It hasn't been perfect or it hasn't been a smooth journey. All right. But what would one small change do for you and your family or your mm-hmm. income or what it is? You see, and so now I was leading team, I was more excited about helping those people develop. So guess what? I brought my team on a on a weekend for a retreat. And guess what I did? I had them listen to John Maxwell, the five levels of leadership <laughs> and stuff like that. Now I got them obsessed with John Maxwell, whether they <laughs> like it or not. I'm I'm John Maxwell. So I got them excited. And and, and of course, I I you know. I led the organization. We did some incredible things. I mean, uh, we went to conferences. We created a lot of innovation. We grew the organization. We're the most successful organization on campus. I mean, it was so exciting. And of course, you know, I passed the baton successfully learning the law of legacy from the 21 laws. I mean, I just implement a lot of John. And of course, graduated from pharmacy school, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. four years yes.
2: later. And that's where another journey happens. He another graduated <laughs> in pharmacy school. Yeah. Now you're, fa- you're faced with the crossroads. Can you please share that with us?
3: Yeah. So uh, when I graduated from pharmacy school, that's why it says sometimes when you're experiencing pain, your purpose can come from your pain. Oh. I was trying to get a job as a pharmacist and Uh, No one would hire me, right? You know, Rite Aid, Walgreens. I mean, Rite Aid. That's why they're out of business. They want to hire me, so I'm a guy. (laughs) Anyways,
2: go there. Don't go there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I say I like to have, but anyways, I no one would hire me. I couldn't get a job, and then I saw an ad on Facebook about John Maxwell having a certification program for speakers. I was like, you know, I've always dreamed about becoming a speaker and a leader. So I was like, I didn't know all the intel, but I got excited. I was always, you know, John, anything John Max, so he didn't have to persuade me. And so I called (laughs) them and they told me the amount, and I said, Where we go? And so that's how (laughs) John Max would say. For some
1: reason, to Annick, it doesn't, it's not far for me to think that. You being a speaker is not going to be that hard for you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. So you did you actually get a job, though, with Walgreens?
3: Yeah. So after I started Maxwell, I got a job with Walgreens that December of 2017. Of course, you know, making six-figure income. But, you know, shortly thereafter, I, you know, I, I just – my job made me miserable. I, I was just so unhappy. Wow. I was always drained physically, mentally, and emotionally. I was spend most of my time looking at the computer screen. I, I wasn't connecting with patients and providing the counseling that I needed to do. But I was when I would do my Maxwell leadership on the side. I loved it. I, I was always excited. I'm like, this is what I was meant to do. This is not what I, uh, I was meant to do. And so. Every day when I get back home, I always had a bad attitude. I was complaining to my ex-fiance man, I need to quit this job. It's making me miserable. I'm unhappy. And so they convinced me to stay at this job and I stayed. My mom also said, hey, of course, you need to take care of bills. You need to take care of that. I, you know, but I continue to, you know, speak at Rotary Clubs and, you know, doing mastermind groups and some of the other things, even though at the beginning I wasn't making much. And then... That's when I went to a seminar in 2019, February, uh, you know, uh, conference. And then Steve Harvey was one of the guest speakers and Steve Harvey shared his story, how he was able to leave his job and pursue his calling of comedy. And it just so resonated with me because he shared that your gift will make room for you. Your gift is what you do absolutely best in with the least amount of effort. So I knew my my gift is in speaking, coaching, training, leadership, and that's when it, I made a decision that night. I don't want to practice pharmacy anymore. And I that night after that conference, I called my district manager, gave my two weeks notice. And that's how I pursued my calling. By the way, I'm not telling you to quit your job, right? You are happy, right, right?
1: Yes, 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 yes,
2: yes. I wanted to share that story though, the Steve Harvey story. For our listeners who are not familiar with his story, do you mind sharing that with us, please?
3: Yeah. So Steve Harvey was writing comedy for a gentleman who would go and perform at comedy club and get, um, you know, get some income. But he didn't know that there's such a profession called being a comedian. So the lady that knew that, that was dating this guy, saw, knew that Steve Harvey was the one riding it and saw his talent. And so he invited Steve Harvey to the comedy club. And so they're at the comedy club and they had 10 contestants that night. One person didn't show up. And so they said, whoever is in the audience would like to come up and perform. And so the friend told Steve Harvey, go. He's like, I don't want to go, I don't know what to say. So finally he convinced Steve Harvey, he went up on stage. He performed that night for the very first time. That's when you know someone is talented. And out of those 10 contestants, he won the comedy contest that night. And he got $50. As he was driving back home, Steve Harvey got emotional. His friend said, why are you getting moved? It's only $50. He said, you don't understand. I have discovered my gift, something that I've been wanting for all my life. And that's when he decided, this is what I want to do. And then he went, he quit his job and decided to pursue comedy. So that's wow. how he came about. Wow, organic. So you graduated from
1: college. You got. You ended up finally finding a job at Walgreens, six figure income. You're with them for about a year, maybe a little bit longer. You decide, I can't do this. I just can't do this. It's not what I. So you, the pivotal moment for you when you went from career to your calling.
3: Yep uh, that that is the pivotal moment. I mean, you know. One of the things that Steve Harvey also shared that your your career is what you are paid for, but your calling is what you are made for. Ah, I love oh. that. Yeah. So this is, you know, I want to do something that I'm made for. I, I was born to do this. This is what, this is what. And I, I'm telling you, of course there have been uh, bad days and, and stuff in business, but that excitement, that joy You know, that bad attitude that I used to have in pharmacies and, you know, the attitude, the the joy, doing something that, of course, I I, I, want to be rich. I want to make money. And so I'm not those kind of people that was just going to make it just a hobby or something. No, I was going to, I just knew, of course, it's going to take time. I mean, it took me four years after I got into pharmacy school to get a doctorate in pharmacy and stuff. Of course, you know, business is going to take some time Mm -hmm. as well. So. That by itself, with the fact that this is what I'm passionate about, you know, John says, your calling is your is your purpose with a divine touch, right? Your mm. purpose with mm. a divine touch. Exactly. And so when you do something of that sort, uh, I've never regretted that decision. Of course, there have been some bad days or, hey, why, why didn't, you know, God... Why did you tell me to go to this? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I can just go and get a steady oh, yeah. income and don't yes. have to worry about anything. Why? Do, why do I have to go through this? Especially when the, in the beginning, when the going was really, really tough. I mean, I can just take care of these finances, just but. You know, I didn't want to go to my conference. I knew I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life, and I don't want to regret. Like Jumon says, "Discipline weigh ounces; regret weigh tons." Oh. I don't want to regret in my life. I, I didn't want to add end of my life. God called me for something, and I didn't. I didn't heed to that. That that voice okay. that he he instilled in me to pursue the calling after my life, and it's been oh. it's been incredible. Yeah.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Nick, you are dropping bombs that yes, are just yes. very powerful, very motivating. Hence, you're a motivational speaker. Um, I love it. I, I am learning so much from this. And at the same time, I love that you, we're sharing your story because there are... Pivotal moments, there will be crossroads that each and every person will, will that's face, right, right? right? And that's, that's right. when a vision is shown to them. Now, the question is, once that vision is shown to you, what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we look away. A lot of times we get our current uh, situations consume us. But when a calling is, is like when a calling comes up, what's the next action? And there's fears, there's limiting beliefs that happens, but you jumped in on that on that calling and we will hear about the rest of it on the next segment. Yep. <laughs> we will have to take a quick break, but it's never too late to join the conversation. If you have any questions or thoughts you'd like to share, don't hesitate to call us at 866-472-5790. We were just discussing the adversities that Yannick experienced in his journey, and that's pivotal moment when we return we will dive into where yannick hicks is today so stay tuned we will be right back with more insights on the leader's edge
1: voice america is on linkedin connect with us
4: today do you want to grow a team of transformational leaders who can take your organization to the next level do you want to attract retain and develop top talent Do you want to leverage generational insights and improve your employees' communication, interpersonal, and productivity skills? If your answer is yes to any or all of these, you are in the right place. Steve Steele and de Kumos, hosts of The Leader's Edge, are seasoned coaches and facilitators. With Maxwell Leadership Team, they will leverage leadership content, tools, and resources to help turn your leaders into transformational leaders with influence and impact so everyone wins. This highly effective program not only provides the knowledge and skills necessary to lead, coach, and communicate more effectively, but Steve and Ernie have resources available to impact others throughout your organization so that everyone can be led well. So contact us at pathtoleadersedge@gmail.com at gmail.com and let Steve and Ernie help grow your organization by creating an influence in which others want to engage.
5: Ready to unlock your potential and level up your leadership skills? Tune in to The Leader's Edge, the ultimate radio show that will transform your life. Join charismatic co-hosts Steve Steele and de Kumos on a journey of personal growth and inspiration. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Steele. We will provide you with the tools and strategies
1: to thrive as a leader in all aspects of your life.
2: And this is Ernie. Whether you're a seasoned executive, aspiring entrepreneur, or simply looking to enhance your leadership skills,
5: The Leader's Edge is the show for you. Catch it every Thursday at 11 a.m. PST on the Global Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to elevate your leadership game and experience unparalleled personal growth.
4: it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network
0: you're listening to the leader's edge with ernalita and steve have a question for these noted experts join us on the show at 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 now back to the show
1: Hey everyone, we are back to the Leader's Edge. This is Steve Steele alongside with my co-host Ernalita de and our Maxwell Leadership guest Yannick Hicks. Man, it has been so much fun, Yannick. The last uh, couple of segments have been amazing. You've told us about your story, your journey, and we kind of left off a little bit. You know, when you went to gra- you went to school, you graduated, you got that job, but all of a sudden you were just unhappy, man. You had six figures coming in, brother, and you went from career to calling, and the six figures went away.
3: <laughs> whoa, <laughs> man, that's, whoa. That's right. You remember <laughs> remember when Steve Harvey said, oh, he was homeless. He was, man, after yeah. you know, after I stepped in my calling, wow. Uh-huh, that's where reality kicked in. So what know? are some of those struggles, Yannick? Oh, yeah. What are some
1: of the struggles you faced when you made that transition in your life?
3: Yeah, financial issues significantly. I, I, one of the mistakes that I made was I didn't, I didn't save money or, or you know, plan financially, and so of course it takes time, and I, you know, I couldn't keep up with my rent, and so I had to vacate the premise. I, I had to vacate the premise of where I was living. I was going from one Airbnb to get, you know, for, you know, went from i went from having it and not have to worry financial security to you know have to borrow money going from one they didn't even have a place to stay can't even have a uh you know creditors are calling you told us the check was in the mail right mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: so everything now began to go downhill I, I was trying to ask friends you know to allow me to stay in your place for a little bit so i can get myself together uh, sometimes I'll go to the gas station, didn't even pray to God, even knowing that there's no money in the cart. <laughs> now
1: let me just put a caveat in here, Yannick. You're not saying that's what people should do.
5: That's
3: no, no, no. I was, I was, so like I said, I hadn't planned. If, if that, that's why, even I have, I have people that I mentor that are even part of Maxwell Leadership, and I, I even advise them. Because if I had planned financially, even though I faced difficulties, if I had planned as far as saving money and, and stuff like that, because I, I, I believe I made the decision, it was the right decision, it was the right time, because I knew that I was going to do uh, make it, but I, 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 I didn't have good financial management skills. Even though I said I'm going to do it, I just, so now I was struggling But I believe in what I was doing. I believe in the calling and I always have a vision. So always don't focus on your problems, focus on your dreams, right? Dreams dreams. are the solutions to your problems. So I always, everything in my life, you know, my family, my mom stopped talking to me. And and I lost the relationship with my ex fiance because, you know, of all the things. But I I, I believed in the calling. It was the right decision at the right time. And I I knew that I didn't put some things into place as far as preparing financially, and so I went through some struggles. And then uh, things began to fall in place for me when I got my first deal, and and I did some other deals. And so now things began to now I could it could bring. Of course, a person I'm a person of faith with God's help, because you know that mm-hmm. I had to rely on my faith to keep me going.
2: Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's definitely powerful because like what we said before the the break is when you make a a huge transition, struggles will come with it. And you have just shared a potential struggle for someone else, right? When they make a transition in their lives. But I love what you said that you believed in the vision, you believed in the calling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Robinson said that, I, I think a lot of people would try to prove it wrong, like try to prove the system or the process wrong. But what he did was he worked on it until he proved that it's right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what you did. And when we had you on our discovery call Yannick, like that just motivated us tremendously mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, pursue what we're doing today to continue what we're doing today. So you said that there's, Obviously, decision making that there's mistakes in decision making that happened during that transition. Today, if you were given an opportunity to to make that transition again, what would you change?
3: Yeah. So what what are so what our change is? You know, it's just. Be a good manager of your resources, especially money. Right? Um, you know, you have to plan financially. Uh, the job as an uh, the journey of an entrepreneur, of course, is a lot of roller coaster. It's not where you have a safe income coming in all the time. So you have to be, you know, like Jimmy One says, you have to prepare. You have to prepare for winter or summer, right? You have to prepare for winter. It means that you have to get your finance right and prepare for the the, the roller coaster ride that you're gonna have. So if I had to do all over again, I would have prepared financially. I would have, mm-hmm. I would have really had, you know, saved income. You know, not six six months not enough, you know, more and stuff like that to be able to get to sustain you in your entrepreneurial journey because. You know, the early stages are always that's why I say it takes three to five years to just, you know, come even. And then now you start getting to where things would get so I would prepare better financially. Maybe I would have, you know, done a better job of casting the vision, which I mean, I don't really think my family still would have understood, you know, and stuff like that. But I think just would have prepared more financially. Would probably be one of the, the things, but you know, you got to be able to make that decision. You got to be able to make that tough call. We tend to ignore that still small voice. This mm. still small voice is the truth. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> lie, right? We might ignore it. We might make it into it, but that is the call. It's like God is calling you to fulfill that calling. Are you going to do it, or are you going to try to justify and rationalize it
1: and stuff like that? Yeah, it I mean, it, there's there's a there's a lot of scary moments in those kind of decisions, right? Uh, because you, you you have those limited beliefs in yourself that, can I really make that happen? Can I really do that? And if I give up what I have now, can I achieve the things that I want to achieve? Those limited beliefs. Yannick, what was it that really held you to think that way? I mean, you believed
3: in yourself or did you have those moments where you said, I don't know if I can do this? I've never never had that decision that I didn't believe I remember even people telling me, oh, that was a courageous move. I didn't see it as a courageous All, All I just look at things is, this is what I enjoy doing and love to do. I'm going to do it. And then, you know, seeing Chris Robinson, he, he did it, or some of the other mentors and people that come in Maxwell to share their story, that's evidence, right? I mean, I'm not going to be looking at the people that have failed, I'm looking at the people that have succeeded and they have the and the reason why i also made a decision i made a decision when i quit pharmacy that no matter what even if it means for me to be homeless i'm not mm-hmm. going back to pharmacy that decision was what came because it would have been my comfort zone to say oh when the going gets rough right. let me just go pick up a shift or something yeah but i wasn't going to do whatever it took to succeed in the business because i always have that my comfort zone i'm not going to my comfort zone and chris Robertson shared his story how, you know, when he got also in the business and he he lost everything, he was tempted, to, he, he still made a decision, he's not going to go back to his six-figure job. And so that by itself also, I, I picked that up from him. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going back to my job no matter what. I'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed. Yeah. So yes. um, oh,
1: where is Yannick today?
3: Yep. Uh, today, man, <laughs> I, you know, I'm great. <laughs> I, I'm I'm grateful uh today, you know, being able to do a lot, you know, keynotes um around the country, traveling around the country, getting paid to speak, um you know, having coaching clients, uh, you know, staying busy, right? You know, staying busy, doing a lot more business, don't have to be worried about money like like I did when in the in the beginning. Just living my dream, you know, people will pay me for, uh, you know, keynote speaking, you know, sometimes, you know, people won't even, yeah, you know, 5,000, how many thousand? Something that, you know, if I didn't stay in the journey, I wouldn't have been able to be able to have those kind of opportunities. So,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I have. Amazing. So, Amazing
2: Yannick, I've been waiting to ask this. Yeah. If there is one thing that you can tell someone who is on the edge to transition from one place to another, maybe a career to calling, what would you tell them?
3: Yeah, the one thing I would I would say is, first thing first, I mean, I'll give you the distance, but first thing first, pray about it. And if you want, you know, if you want to make that transition, the... Uh, if you want to make that transition to, to something else, pray, pray about it and then get talk to talk to counselors or mentors that you respect, right that have had success not just anybody, not you not, not your friends. Talk to mentors of people who have success
5: yes
3: and ask for their advice. Not just one maybe two or three you know I would say in the mottif of counsel and safety get a couple of mentors that you really respect that are very highly successful get their input and then bring those together pray about it and make a decision because there's something called timing when it comes to decision making right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you want to make the right decision but you also want to make it at the right time so when you pray about it and you talk to the right mentors and you don't 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 rush. Pray about it, sleep on it, then go ahead and make the decision. You'll be able to, you know, make way better decision. And don't be afraid to make that decision, to step into your greatness, to step into your calling, to step into whatever. If you're moving from one job, if you one company has been making you miserable, or to step into becoming an entrepreneur, or to step into getting into that mastermind group, right? <laughs> that oh they have. God. If you are scared of a growth environment, hey, that could be your next step. Don't be afraid to take that next step.
2: Mm. It,
3: it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill you. It will make you better.
2: <laughs> awesome, <laughs> I love that, Yannick. And I am dying to ask this: What are you currently working on? What should we expect from you? And how can people connect with you?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'll be going to Long Beach, California to speak at a conference next month, but I'm looking forward to getting to our Maxwell Leadership Conference next week.
0: I'm really ready to
3: grow, develop. I mean, I I go every, uh, you know, twice a year. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward. And what I'm, you know, what I work on is keynotes. You know, Um, I have to know, you know, if you, if you need to get into a mastermind or masterclass, you get into Steve and Ernie. If you are looking for a keynote speaker uh, at a conference right now, just focus on being a key, you know, keynote speaker for a conference or event. If you need someone, uh, let me know. Absolutely. You can uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Yannick Hicks. Uh, of course, my name, Y-A-N-I-C-K-H-I-C-K-S. Uh, you can message me on LinkedIn and my email, coach at yannickhiggs.com.
2: Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Yannick, for today. To our listeners, if you have a product, service, or rebranding that you're launching in your company, we would love to help you promote it globally. Please contact our producer, Tacey Trump, at tacey.trump at voiceamerica.com for more information.
1: And as a quick teaser, next week, we will have our good friend back on our show, Karen Robinson. And we're going to dive into her new book, new, newly published book, She Fought for Me. Guys, tune in next week, on next Thursday, because this is going to be a fascinating, fascinating addition to The Leader's Edge. And as always,
3: Yana Kicks, thank you so much for today. I've enjoyed it so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you, everyone, for listening.
2: Yes, thank you, everyone. And actually, that's actually what I'm going to say. We want to say thank you to all of our listeners and friends, because without you, The Leader's Edge would not be possible. We are grateful to have you here and excited to connect with you next time. But for now, bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Leader's Edge. We hope today's episode has been educational and helpful. Until next time, have a wonderful week.